and hello again. Welcome to the Further Faster Podcast. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and I will be your host here for the next little while on this journey to do exactly what the name implies, to assist you in going further, faster, your dreams, goals, and desires. And today I'm super excited. I'll start off by saying this. Without question, the vehicle that you choose on any journey or voyage that you go on will definitely influence and make an impact on how quickly you get there and the quality of the journey that you take. Now, obviously, the vehicle that we're talking about today is that body of yours. And though we didn't have a choice in which body we get, we do have a choice in how we take care of it to help us go further faster. And my guest today is Dr. Jerry Tennant. And I'm just going to tell you, the man is, in my personal opinion, a legend in the field of healing and assisting people in getting the best out of themselves. So grab a pad and paper and get ready to have your mind blown because this is going to be an episode that you're going to want to take and use as we go further faster. So I'll see you back here in just a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. And as we always talk about further, faster to help you become more wealthy, which means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. And the topic we're going to talk about is your own health. And as I said before, we don't really have a choice of the body that we get, but we do have a choice of how we take care of it. And my guest today, I first met Dr. Jerry Tennant, I want to say about four years ago. And I had the privilege of bringing him to a stage. And there were, I want to guess about anywhere from seven to 10,000 people in the audience. And I introduced him. And this was back in the olden days, by the way, before COVID. And, and we did these large seminars. And when I introduced him, I didn't really know much about him. But I was fascinated by his bio. And I brought him on stage. And I watched this man for about an hour absolutely blow the minds of everybody in the audience, including myself, so much so that I looked him up and and attended his uh, certification course and really learned a lot about it. His name is Dr. Jerry Tennant. And Dr. Tennant, he's dedicated his life to the healing and innovation of human beings and working to change the paradigm of Western medicine and becoming a pioneer in ophthalmology and healing chronic diseases. He's a board-certified ophthalmologist and an ophthalmic plastic surgeon. Dr. Tennant holds several licenses in homeopathic and anti-aging medicine. And today, people travel from all around the world, self-included, to consult with this man and at the, doctor, at the Tennant Institute for Integrative Medicine. And his discovery of one pathway leads to all chronic diseases is turning things on in. So, Dr. Tennant, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, Joseph. I really appreciate it, and thanks for the nice introduction. You're absolutely welcome. So, uh, it's so good to see you again. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, I always start my lectures by uh, a disclaimer that I'm speaking with my uh, Arizona medical license and not my Texas medical license. Texas uh, doesn't allow its physicians to speak about things that are not considered standard of care, and obviously... I'm going to be talking about things that are not standard of care, and so I speak with my Arizona license. Now, how did I get to be doing this? Well, I did the majority of the research for the 
uh, with the laser that's used for LASIK surgery and yes. enjoyed uh, doing that work, but inhaled viruses, got encephalitis, got to the place that I could um, figure out what was wrong with the patient, but I couldn't remember how to write a prescription. Also developed spastic movements, which doesn't work really well if you're operating inside somebody's eyeball. And just overwhelming fatigue to the place that I could only understand uh, what I read two or three hours a day, and then I couldn't understand it anymore. Now, so I had to that, go down. You also, you also had a photographic memory before that, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Well, yeah, I was blessed in that in my early days, I could read a book and listen to a lecture and write either one of them back uh, essentially word for word. But I lost all of that. Yeah. And so... Um, my journey was started uh, on how to get myself well. I went to the best doctors I could find at, at the NIH and at the, and in Boston, uh, et cetera. And they all said, well, you got three viruses in your brain. Don't call us. We'll call you. Mm. So I had uh, to make a decision, uh, either lay down and call it a day or figure out how to get myself well. And obviously, I chose the latter because that was in 1995. And. Uh, so, uh, obviously, this is um, more than 20 years later than I'm still ticking. <laughs> so, I wanted to share with you what I figured out and uh, how I uh, got myself well and thus began to apply that to help other folks. And so, the, um, the basics of my journey began to, uh, when I began to understand and read in cellular biology books that every cell needs to run at a pH of 7.35 to 7.45 and began to understand that pH is actually measurement of voltage in a liquid. When I understood that that was the case, then I said, oh, cells have to have voltage to work. That makes sense. So then how do I measure it and how does it go wrong? And uh, that is the beginning of the journey that I'm going to share with you. So the beginning, uh, what I figured out was that our muscles are rechargeable batteries and they're stacked one on top of each other in a very specific order and surrounded by a common sheath of fascia, which is the body's wiring system, uh, to create a, a muscle battery pack. So a stack of muscle batteries, what's been called an acupuncture meridian. So every organ in the body has its own battery pack to provide the 25 millivolts it takes for cells to run and the 50 millivolts it takes to make new cells to repair things when cells wear out or get injured. So the beginning of the process then um, is that when you lose power in any organ's battery pack, it loses not only the power to run correctly, but the power to keep itself repaired. So we get new cells in the macula of our eye every 48 hours. The line of our guts replaced every three days. The skin you're sitting in today is six weeks old. Uh, your uh, liver's uh, eight weeks old. Your nervous system's eight to 12 months old, etc. And so uh, the issue then is, is that when we lose power in one of our circuits, then we can no longer make cells. And so let's say, for example, your heart has lost its power. Uh, and it's trying to run on power at bars for the next door neighbors. But as cells wear out, they can't get replaced. And eventually you end up with um, a heart failure. 
And the same happens in the macula of your eye. If you don't have power to the macula, you get macular degeneration. If you don't have power to any other organ, it begins to malfunction. And so that's one of the pathways which is common for us to experience first fatigue and then something fails us. And of course, one of the things that happens, as I'll discuss is along the way, is when we lose power, we also lose oxygen. And when we lose oxygen, all sorts of infections show up. And so we get various infectious diseases, etc. But the next thing that's important to, to recognize is that from uh, apart from uh, just not being able to keep things repaired, as as voltage drops, oxygen drops, and when that process starts, we end up on a single common pathway that ends up in what we call cancer. Mm. And of course, that is the end result uh, for the majority of uh, people um, who uh, suffer from a, a serious illness. So I want to begin to take you down that pathway because what I've discovered is that although we have these minor variations, this sickness and that sickness and whatever sickness that are related to loss of power, that the catastrophic illnesses certainly all follow one common pathway. And so in medical school and other medical uh, trainings, we're trained that for every illness, you have to memorize what caused it and what uh, therapy is appropriate for it. But what I find is that that doesn't work very well. And as a matter of fact, it, once you figure out that this is all a matter of, that begins with the loss of power and loss of oxygen, then everything else uh, begins to deteriorate and fall into place. This is so fantastic. To really and this is, uh, again, not, not to cut you off, this is fantastic because this um, what you're speaking about, this is the one pathway that leads to all diseases. You know, I can say this from experience of working with you myself. Uh, we found out where my pathways were and got those fixed up. And, and it's been, gosh, four years now. And I have not, uh, I had, I've not felt better. Uh, I mean, I, I have, I, I feel so great. I've not deteriorated at all. And it has made such a difference in something that I, most of my life, I couldn't get a handle on. Well, thank you, Joseph, and I'm uh, pleased that that uh, certainly been working for you as it does for did for me and does for many other people. So to really understand this pathway, it's easiest to start at the end, and that is to understand cancer, because once you understand cancer, then all of the other things begin to fall into place. So the basic theory of cancer was that for some unknown reason, genes mutate make cells grow rapidly into tumor, and we call that cancer. And that theory was presented by Dr. Bovary in 1902 and is still the existing theory upon which uh, cancer is treated in this country. So on, based on the mutated gene theory, we either uh, do surgery, cut out the tumor, and throw it away. But just in case some cells get loose and go somewhere, we give chemicals that are designed to kill rapidly growing cells, and we call that chemotherapy, or we use radiation, which kills anything it touches. So that's the basic theory that's been in place for, um, for well over um, 100 years. Well, that theory is really not working very well. If we look at uh, data from the American Cancer Society, 
we see that these uh, therapies um, basically redu reduce uh, death from cancer by somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.3%. Uh, and so um, the slides that will be inserted uh, will, are from the American Cancer Society and show our ability to deal with cancer since from 1930 to, to 2019. And what it shows is that we are essentially no better at saving lives from cancer than we were in 1930, both for men and for women. And a study out of Australia showed that the uh, that people who do chemotherapy, uh, that it extends their five-year survival by 2.3% in Australia and 2.1% in the USA. So basically, chemotherapy fails us approximately 98% of the time. Well, the theory that uh, is now being su supported by recent studies showing that normal cells do not become malignant, only stem cells do, was presented in 1838 by a chap named Johannes Mueller. And it turns out that Mueller was correct and Bovary was wrong. And this uh, was uh, basically, I think, pretty well put to rest by Thomas Seyfried in Boston with his publications in 2013 and 2014. What uh, Seyfried did was to take a malignant cell, remove the nucleus with its mutated genes, and insert a normal nucleus, assuming that the cell would become normal. It did not stay malignant. He then did the opposite. He took a normal cell, removed its normal nucleus, and inserted a cancer nucleus with mutated genes, assuming the cell would become malignant. It did not. It stayed normal. And so when that was repeated at several other universities, it became apparent that mutated genes aren't what's driving the bus. Uh, they're simply a secondary phenomenon. And so obviously we need to consider a new way of thinking about cancer. And so I, I began to put together things that have been published by other people into what I believe is a coherent theory. And again, this is simply a theory uh, that needs to be proven by um, meticulous studies, but let's just consider this theory since the other theory doesn't seem to be working so well. So basically, uh, the first person to report that uh, stem cells make uh, a placenta uh, in a pregnant female and that this process is indistinguishable from cancer was John Beard, who published in uh, 1903. What Beard noticed is that when a woman gets pregnant, the, um, the blood vessels in the uterus are inadequate to support the, the uh, coming fetus. And so st uh, cells that are indistinguishable from cancer cells, namely stem cells, go out and invade mom's uh, uterus and made her invade her blood vessels and make a mass of blood vessels we call a placenta. And uh, so, the one of the interesting things, of course, was that he noticed that on day 54 of the pregnancy, that those cells stood down and quit invading and quit acting like cancer cells, and that that was the day that the fetal pancreas began to work. So that's another line we could go down if we have time. But the point is that um, when there is, is or is going to be inadequate oxygen, that um, the body uh, response to lack of oxygen is to make a placenta. Now let's take a look at what happens um, 
as, as at the start of this process. So um, the work that I've done has shown, as I've discussed with you, that acupuncture meridians are simply stack of muscle batteries provide the voltage necessary for cells to work. And the person that observed, uh, first observed and reported that you flip the polarity in this was uh, Keith Brewer. And somewhere in the 1980s, Dr. Brewer said that all uh, normal cells run at minus 25 millivolts of electron donor, but all cancer cells run at plus 30 millivolts of electron stealer. So even though he didn't uh, talk about it in his writings, it is obvious that what happens in the beginning is you flip the polarity. So what that means is that it's well known in battery technology that if you take a rechargeable battery and you drain it to zero, it flips its polarity upside down. And like any battery, if you take a battery and put it upside down in your battery charger, it won't take a charge. So the beginning of cancer and what you'll see as we go through this process of all chronic disease, the beginning of all chronic disease is to flip the polarity in the battery pack that supplies the voltage to whatever organ you're talking about. Let me say that again. The beginning of all chronic disease is you flip the polarity in the battery pack that surprise the voltage and energy to whatever organ you're talking about. So that's the key point. And if you don't take anything else away from my conversation, remember that flipping the polarity in your battery pack, which uh, you can learn how to measure yourself in a matter of a few minutes, will tell you whether or not you're at risk for having any chronic disease. Now let's this talk about the Go so fascinating, so fascinating again to me because again, it's been I want to say three years, doctor, that I took your course, and I remember my mind being blown when you showed us that as well. And you talked about the muscles as being piezoelectric cells that they're not only generate um, electricity, but they they uh, so they store that electricity. And by and most of them, mine when we when we hooked me up and we did that, my polarity was so badly switched that there was no voltage going to those areas, and that was part of the challenge. And you showed us how to how to flip that around. But you know, you're, this is fascinating. I, I don't want to interrupt you at all. I I, I want to keep you going. Well, thank you very much. So, we need to talk about the Bohr effect. So, what Christian Bohr published and and realized is that. Uh, first of all, let me say something that's a little bit of an anomaly, and that is that the business part of the lungs here, uh, where you exchange oxygen is actually on the same circuit as the heart. So it's on the heart circuit, mm -hmm. whereas the trachea and the bronchioles are on the lung circuit. So in order to attach oxygen to hemoglobin in your lungs, you have to have 34 millivolts in your heart circuit. And so if you don't have 34 millivolts in your heart circuit, you can't attach oxygen to hemoglobin. So you put that little gadget on your finger and it says, okay, your oxygen saturation is, say, 98%. You think, oh, well, all's well and good. But no, let's see, what we've seen recently in a lot of the respiratory diseases is that that number drops to 80%, 70%. Uh, and even down into the 60s. And so you go to the hospital and they start blowing oxygen into your lungs. Well, guess what? It, it can't hook on to the uh, hemoglobin to carry it out to your tissue because you don't have 34 millivolts in your heart circuit. So an easy fix is to simply insert uh, voltage into the heart circuit using some of the technologies we've developed. 
Yes. So, yes. for example, one of my friends went to the hospital and um, he said, I don't want it intubated. I don't want this. I don't want that. And they said, well, we'll put you in this room over here till you die. So he called me and, well, we uh, had him plug in on his wrist uh, with the uh, uh, biomodulator device into the mm -hmm. heart circuit. Mm -hmm. And so in uh, one day he went from um, oxygen saturation of 60 to the next day he was at 70. The next day he was 80. The next day he was 90. And they sent him home. And now, by the way, he uh, lives in Utah and he's back climbing mountains up in the hills of, or the mountains of Utah with no oxygen. So, again, it's an easy fix if you understand Bohr's Law, which, by the way, is taught in the freshman class of every medical student. So now what you have to remember is when you put that thing on your finger, it's just telling you how much oxygen is on board. The red cells has nothing to do with how much is available to your tissue, because when it gets out to the tissue, it, the voltage has to drop to 11 millivolts for it to come loose. So you can have a 98 percent on your finger and be 80% deficient at your tissue. So how does it come loose? Well, out in your red blood cells, you have a uh, uh, thing called the carbonic acid system, which basically uses what amounts to baking soda to convert the CO2 that your cells make into hydrogen. And the hydrogen is capable of dropping the voltage to 11 millivolts, and thus the oxygen can come loose and now you can use it. So one of the most effective treatments for all chronic disease is baking soda. Go figure. Yeah, go figure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it costs about 40 cents to help get you enough oxygen. And of course, lack of oxygen with lack of voltage is the root of all chronic disease. Now, let's, let's look at... Oh, go ahead. We're going to take a short break here just for a second. We're going to take a short break. And um, when we come back, please tell us a little bit more, a lot more, if you will, about how you have come about, you've come around to recognizing that anybody can use these processes to change where they are to where they want to go. We'll be right back. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. Now, in 1931, uh, Otto Warburg, uh, a German uh, researcher, showed and actually got a Nobel Prize for showing that you cannot get cancer unless the oxygen levels in tissue have dropped. Let me say that again. You cannot get cancer unless oxygen level in tissue has dropped. Well, we've just been telling you how that happens. Um, so... Now, you next, you have to understand the role of fungus on the planet. The reason we have fungus on the planet is to convert dead uh, organic material into dirt. So uh, all plants and all uh, uh, living animals in, uh, are contain fungal spores that are asleep. But once oxygen drops, those fungal spores wake up and start putting out enzymes. And their job is to convert and, and dissolve and turn organic material to dirt. And that's exactly what happens in the humans. So again, 
you lose voltage, you lose oxygen. When you lose oxygen, fungus always shows up and starts its job. So let's say you've lost voltage and oxygen in your liver. The fungus doesn't know the rest of you is okay, but it's going to start trying to turn your liver into dirt. And so um, when this process begins to happen, then the stem cells get the signal, hey guys, we've lost oxygen over here and uh, we're in the process of being turned into dirt, please help. So those stem cells go nearby, invade blood vessels and make a mass uh, of blood vessels to bring in more oxygen. And so basically this is exactly the same process that happens in uh, a pregnancy. And so all cancers are really just placentas trying to overcome the lack of oxygen. Mm, And another thing that helps support that is that all all placentas in pregnancy and all uh, tumors, all cancer, solid tumors, create a the hormone of pregnancy called chorionic, chorionic gonadotropic hormone. So again, cancer is a placenta. Now, uh, so what you see is then the fungus turns dead leaves, dead animals, etc., to dirt, and it tries to do that in any and all chronic diseases. So the fact that cancer is associated with fungus was reported extensively by Tullio Simoncini, a Roman oncologist, who showed that if you can visualize a cancer, like if it's in your rectum and you can put a scope up and look at it, all cancers are covered by white substance. And when you look at that substance, it's candida. Mm, And so, so now you have the final battle is... You have the, because of lack of oxygen and lack of voltage, you've got fungus trying to turn one of your organs to dirt, and you have a placenta, namely a tumor, trying to bring in more oxygen, and whichever one wins that battle determines the outcome of your fate. So, uh, so basically, uh, what you have to do when you have this kind of problem is that you simply start reversing that. And so remember that the beginning of this whole process to all chronic disease begins with losing voltage. And if you lose a little bit of voltage, you're tired and you can't keep things repaired and you get other kind of miscellaneous illnesses along the way. But as voltage drops more, you begin to lose the oxygen. And so now what you see is that voltage and oxygen are integrated together. And as that happens, as you lose the oxygen, fungus shows up to try to turn you to dirt. You make a tumor uh, and that uh, tries to overcome the, the fungus and turn, it, turn the, the fungus back into spores. But that's not going to happen until you flip the polarity of the muscle battery back, back to normal. And so basically, this, as, we, as I told you at the beginning of this conversation, If you learn how to measure your polarities, which you can easily learn in a matter of just a few minutes uh, using just your hands, you can notice the spots on your body you touch and see if it makes you go weak. You know if your polarities are flipped, and then you can simply use uh, the the technologies we've developed. One of our devices put out scalar energy, which will flip the polarity back to normal. One of our devices puts out electromagnetic energy, which will recharge your battery pack, 
once you recharge your battery pack, now uh, you can begin to uh, control your oxygen levels and you have the power to make new cells that replace the cells that are damaged. And remember also that to make a new cell, you have to have not only the voltage, but all of the stuff it takes to make one. I always say, if a tornado tears down your house, you can't replace it with doorknobs and bathroom tiles. You have to have those, but you have to have all the other parts to make a good house. And so it is with nutrition. And so we've developed a system where if you make a, a smoothie in the morning, you have everything you need to make new cells and whatever else you eat that day is just for fuel. So that makes it simple as well. And then, of course, it's great to be able to quickly get rid of the toxins. And uh, we have figured out how to eliminate toxins electronically rather than go through the chemistry process of doing detox is long, laborious and hard, uh, but it, one can fairly easily do it electronically. So in summary, what I've tried to share with you in the few minutes we've had today is the fact that that all chronic disease begins with flipping the, your polarity and losing voltage in that circuit and everything else goes downhill from there. Spectacular. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to give my feeble attempt at summarizing that as well. Not enough voltage, not enough oxygen, not enough oxygen. Your body's trying to turn you to dirt. <laughs> and the way around that is, and, I, and I'm going to say this, that it's been my experience with the apparatus that I use religiously and have since I met you. Um, it's coming to your, your clinic, coming to your institute is really a one-stop uh, place to get not just yourself checked out, but get yourself on the type of a program that is easy to maintain and the machines know and, and the supplements know exactly where to go and what to do. It's not that complicated when it comes down to it. Put this on your body, put this in your mouth. <laughs> and, and again, I'm oversimplifying that. But doctor, how can people find you? How should they? Because I know there's the, you've got so much information online and your institute and everything. Share everybody a little bit about how they can find you and get involved with getting themselves their polarity flipped and, and on the right track. Thank you. Well, uh, our clinic is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in a suburb called Irving, Irving, Texas. And so um, our uh, address is 9901 East Valley Ranch Parkway, Suite 2000 in Irving. Our phone number is 972-580-1156. And our website is uh, tenantinstitute.com. Um, and then, as Joseph has mentioned, we uh, uh, encourage people to come to our training seminars, which we give several times a year, mostly here in the Dallas area, uh, because if then we can teach you how to look at things through these eyes. And my goal is to teach you enough to so that you can go home and keep yourself well so you don't need me anymore. Uh, I want people to be self-empowered to keep themselves and their family well. What a novel, novel concept, which is the antithesis of modern medicine. <laughs> and uh, so, listen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And everybody listening and watching, what I encourage you to do is to take this information, listen to this again and again, and recognize that what this man has done in his, not just healing himself, but thousands and thousands of people that he's helped heal, self-included, um, without putting too fine a point on it. I had a chronic situation that I'd been dealing with pretty much my entire adult life. And when I went to go see Dr. Tennant, uh, 
they sat me down and said, okay, well, here's what's going on. And with me, uh, and as he said, this, this uh, sheath that covers our muscles is a circuitry. And we found out where mine uh, was blocked, we took care of that. And I religiously uh, use the, the apparatus that he's talking about it as well. And it's at the very least preventive and supercharging. So I encourage everybody, look this man up, find him and get the handle on yourself. We only have this one vehicle. So tune it up and get it running at its absolute best. Dr. Tennant, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate what you've done for myself. And now I get to share this with other people as well. So continue doing what you're doing. And thank you so much for, for uh, sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Joseph, and be well, my friend. Absolutely. We'll see you at the top. Well, everybody, listen, remember, life is exactly what you dare to make it, and fortune favors the bold. Here you have a man who has dared to look at things differently, and I hope he simplified it in a way that everybody can get it, that you are not at the mercy of everything else that's going on there. At a 98% failure rate with what's going on in a lot of medicines that are going on, it is absolutely worth it to take a peek and take a look at doing something different. So I look forward to serving you. Happy holidays, and I'll see you at the top. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.